Uh, yes, my name is Stephen Hines, the word merchant, also known as the practical environmentalist. Thank you very much for joining the program here today. Of course, Stephen Hines is in the third world of media like myself, so we got to hustle out there. But here's why I bring it up, because everybody and their mother now is doing a podcast. In fact, Ron Burgundy, the fictional character, has a podcast. I think my neighbor's cat has a podcast. And Bill Clinton is having is starting a, uh, a podcast at the end of the month. So, so there's yes. a lot more people in the third world of media than before, Mr. Stephen Hines. That's what I'm getting at. The bad news is we're all competing for the same buck now. <laughs> so uh, that, In a way, that's true. No, it is, actually, because in, in the media for a long time, you know this, there are the newspapers, the radio conglomerates, the television conglomerates that get about 90% of everybody's media budget, and then everybody else has to fight for the 10% of scraps. That's been the way for my entire media career. And, I, I yeah, and anybody who tells me differently, they, they're going to have to prove it to me because I'm the expert at that point. I, I, I know what I'm talking about there. So think about that. You know, you've got Ron Burgundy now competing in the same in the same you know ad space that you and I are. Well, Facebook took out a lot of newspapers and and you know that sort of thing. I mean, the internet, a lot of these big conglomerates, Yahoo, they muscled in the ad budgets real quick. But anyway, that's not why we're here today. We're here today because uh, you checked out the latest Robert Bryce podcast. And one of the things we're doing here at The Crude Life is we're reviewing some podcasts now. So Mr. Stephen Hines is on as he listens to a lot of podcasts and he checks out a lot of news and information. I invite each and every one of you to reach out and say hi to him on social media or check out his website, thepracticalenvironmentalist.com, because he's like me. He's got a background in communications, telecommunications. He was involved with the AOL Time Warner uh, f- merger, fiasco, shenanigans, whatever you want to call it, on which day of the week it was. Uh, so we're here today to talk about Robert Bryce, though. Um, let's find out a little about it. What did you think of it? Well, you know, he's uh, he's really put together uh, a powerful list of people. Uh, I think I sent you the most recent podcast. Uh, actually, it's the second to the last one. Uh, uh, with the pr- professor from the University of Texas. And uh, every, every one of his guests have really added something large to the uh, understanding of energy and its complexity. Uh, the, uh, the, the most uh, re- recent uh, interviewee, I guess that's the right, right word, uh, uh, really, um, he's done a, a, a couple of documentaries like Robert. Uh, the latest one is one that I'm interested in. is called Switched On. Uh, and it's, a, um, it's apolitical, and in some ways it isn't trying to hustle any bucks. As you know, I also worked on uh, Wall Street, um, and... I have seen a lot of people hustle a lot of bucks, some of which paid off and many of which hasn't. I guess that's why they call it venture capital. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, this, uh, this, we are getting more and more complex, Jason. Uh, we, we have to find experts out there uh, because we all have limited amount of time. 
uh, even the ones who put together these podcasts, you and I put together one for what, how long was that? Seven or eight months back when we, we, uh, when we couldn't figure out how to make money then. So it's even harder now. Uh, Funny but, thing uh, is those, those podcasts still get listened to. They're still relevant. You know, that's the one thing that's very interesting. Well, first of all, we chose very good subjects and very smart people. You can, you can barely go wrong. Uh, you know, especially, uh, subjects that have good shelf life. Well, and in energy, it seems, you know, a lot of it's cyclical and it doesn't go away. And, you know, Robert Bryce was one of the first ones that has some national um, mainstream uh, consistency is probably the right word uh, to really kind of challenge the energy industry internally because he's a big supporter of the oil and gas industry specifically, but the energy industry. But at the same time, I, I'm looking at it like he's challenging the industry internally to say, guys, buck up, listen up here. Things are... Things are happening, and I I wanted to get your perspective on that. Well, you know, I think one of the things that one of the great favors that Robert did. Now he he's you know he he brings a lot of experience. He's he's a fellow at the Manhattan Institute. Uh, I'm not going to go into exact numbers, but the production cost of his uh, documentary called Juice, which is highly recommended, and you've watched it yourself, so you know I'm not blowing smoke here uh it was around a million dollars now scott tinker who did uh who is the university of texas uh, uh phd a longtime energy expert uh that uh, that piece cost him almost four or five five million dollars to produce so one of the problems that people that really have something to say it is not cheap for them especially if they want to compete with the production values of other people you know whether it's nrdc the people who are well funded you know the environmental groups <laughs> the guys who have have all the money mm-hmm. so that's where that's where a good part of the money is going jason it's not just going you know to uh, regular advertisers it's you know and and one of the things that you know you can't you, you can't help but notice that the business community and i mean that in the largest sense of the word they have. They can't afford to take any chances. So you'll notice whether it's money given to uh, political campaigns. They give money to both sides. They're stuck in the unenviable position. They don't want to get stuck promoting the wrong horse. So they have to promote both horses. Well, I, I tell you, the one thing that I I've, I've checked out, obviously, Mr. Robert Bryce's stuff, and he's been a uh, occasional guest few times a year, if not quarterly, uh, coming on here. So, and this is going back 10 years with, with right. Mr. Bryce. So I, I feel like I've been fortunate enough to kind of uh, have access to his mind because I've always thought he's been able to read the tea leaves. And at the same time, he doesn't, uh, at least now, and, and, and maybe this is, maybe this has just been recently, but he seems very, like, I'm looking at his podcast right now, and here he's talking about environmental racism. And that's a progressive topic. But the city of Arlington yesterday, the city council is discussing this now. So, I, I, again, these are difficult topics, and, and a lot of people are very afraid to talk about these topics because so many purse strings are controlled by either the government or the oil companies, and they don't want you to talk about this stuff. But it's happening 
And that's why I appreciate Robert Bryce and his podcast and his, well, and his books and everything else. Jason. Go ahead. He, he has created an independence for himself. And, you know, it's very clear that uh, just like you and I and, you know, many other people, Paul Dreesen and a guy by the name of John Gross who's been on your show, I mean, uh, most of these people are in it because they believe in it. And, uh, and money is secondary. So, I mean, in some ways, uh, you know, uh, for example, the Heartland Institute, they have, what, 35 people, highly qualified, educated people. Their whole budget is $5 million a year. I mean, that is even parking meter money for the Sierra Club. Right. So you, you really have uh, people who believe in it. Robert, a couple of things that stand out in my mind. First of all, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> Second of all, he's very smart and even keeled. And I think that our, our side has to be less uh, rabid, I think, uh, because we're, we're trying to get to what my ex-wife used to call facts, facts, the stupid facts. And we're trying to bother people with the stupid facts. Uh, and so, and he's also, uh, his podcast, he adds a really a nice touch to it because uh, he's always listening to his, the people he has on his show. And he's always asking good questions. So, so he, he doesn't let the conversation run, uh, you know, run off on one tangent or another. Uh, and he has a pretty good idea uh, of, of what guests to, to uh, you know, to, to bring in. That when you talked about, uh, you know, as far as uh, racism, uh, that's from a guy out of California, a representative, Jim Cooper, who is a, as a police chief, by the way, he's in a, very small town, but they produce, what did I, what did I hear him say? They produce 70% of all the grapes in California in this little metropolitan area that he is mayor in and represents. Uh, but uh, Robert brought about, and you, I hadn't heard of him from anywhere. I'm not sure anybody has, but he was really down home. He was smart. He was, uh, he represented his community and he honestly felt like, uh, uh, his community was being ignored by, you know, because of the giants, the San Francisco's and the L.A.'s and the Sacramento's and and the San Diego's. Uh, and in truth, that uh, that the energy policy and the pricing for California electricity, et cetera, is so off the charts that uh, in many ways, some of the things that his county and city were doing are being uh, offloaded to Mexico because labor and electricity is cheaper. So he, rep so he represents a very, uh, Jim Cooper does a very sound voice, uh, working class. Uh, as you know, almost 20% of California is what they call lives in poverty. Now, you don't hear Governor Newsom talk about that. Uh, you know, you don't hear uh, any of the California politicians talk about that. But they, you know, if you were to grade them on how they are, uh, how they are enabling and uh, uh, encourage economic development, I mean, California is like New York State. You know, they're they're at, they're at the end of the line. I, I look at some of the like when I think about when I really started being impressed with Mr. Robert Bryce was probably back in 2014. I remember. He and I had an interview about issues with renewable energy. 
And back then, nobody was talking about this stuff. Nobody was because wind farms were the craze and this and that. And we, I, I do remember we had a very good discussion about the issues with the terawatt of storage when it came to solar and some of the uh, materials involved with making wind farms. And I, I, for me, anyways, I, I got a lot of enemies after that in the energy industry by even discussing these things. And that is where I, this is why I appreciate Robert Bryce, because he's been able to really sustain a lot of those arrows and daggers and and stones of judgment within the industry, because he hasn't, he hasn't gone long, lock, stock and barrel with the, with the, you know, familiar thought and that sort of thing. Go ahead. But he has got an encyclopedic experience in mind, so that helps. He's a relatively low-key, which also helps, you know, approach some of these subjects. But, uh, you know, this uh, uh, I was mentioning, uh, you know, the professor that he had, uh, Scott, uh, uh, Scott Tinker. Uh, I would recommend you, you and your audience uh, go to his latest um, uh, documentary is called Switch, Switch, well, the, the Alliance, the Switch Energy Alliance, and the uh, uh, the name of the uh, documentary is Switched On. Why do I recommend it? For the same reason I recommend Robert Bryce. Both guys are remarkably smart. And the other thing they're doing is they are going out to the third world and documenting for your own eyes and ears to see what it's like where people living uh, 3.3 billion people living without enough electricity to power a single refrigerator. So you can't ignore uh, you can't ignore the third world if you, if that's the right term these days. But you certainly can't uh, you can't you can't ignore uh, people living in energy poverty because that's that's where the real solutions are, Jason. Those of course is go ahead. Uh, uh, Scott talked about. He went to a couple of African countries, and, and the same thing that Robert Bryce talked about, and that is they are living uh, so in so much energy poverty, a woman doesn't have a chance to get an education. She's too busy going out to get water. She's too busy taking care of the home, cooking with uh, charcoal or, or wood or cow dung. Uh, as you know, a number I've used, and uh, Scott Tinker used it himself, Three million people a year die from uh, internal air pollution. Why? Because they don't have electricity, they don't have ventilation, and they're using really old-fashioned, you know, uh, turn-of-the-18th-century kind of fuels to make food for their family. So we're going to keep women in that part of the world poor, uneducated, and unable to contribute anything other than helping their children at least get a barely get a chance for the next phase of, of, of life. Mr. So, Stephen Hines is the guest. He is the energy pragmatist, and we're trying out a new segment here that we're going to call, I don't know, what should we call it, the uh, content commentary, the content critique, because today we're talking about uh, Mr. Robert Bryce's podcast, but he also has, is an author. He's done a movie called Juice. He also does speaking. Uh, he's, uh, in my opinion, one of the... Power he- Hungry is the name of the podcast, Jason. Power, Power Hungry. And he, uh, he's a heavyweight in the industry. 
course, Stephen Hines has worked in the telecommunications industry for a long time, understands content and the evolution of content as well. So we're going to be talking about some podcasts, some bloggers, some video influencers, if you will. You know, the guys like you mentioned, uh, uh, Dreesen, and I, of course, Terry Edom is another one that comes to mind for me. We got uh, Natural Gas Now, uh, Tom, uh, Shepstone. Yeah, Tom Shepstone. Yeah, so um, what we're, what your, uh, your homework is, because I've got to get going, is okay. to find another podcast or column or somebody who's creating content out there, and then we'll come back and we'll start reviewing some of these guys on – what they have going on? Does that sound like a plan? It sounds like a great idea, Jason. You're, of course, you. I've noticed you have great ideas. <laughs> so, so hey. that, uh, that makes a lot of sense because there's so much content out there, and there's so much bilge, as they say, sailors say, that it was somebody has to start separating the wheat from the chaff. Sorry for using so many different metaphors, but somebody has to be paying close attention who knows something on the subject and knows other people who know things on the subject. Like I said, man, Ron Burgundy's doing a podcast. My neighbor's cat is doing a podcast. Fiction, uh, fictional people are ma- are doing podcasts, and non-humans are doing podcasts. Bill so, Clinton's doing a podcast. Well, like I said, non-humans are doing podcasts. Whoops, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. See, now you got uh, me going your, watch again. Your, watch your language. <laughs> All right, man, we'll catch you next week. Even though whole Bill interview is with uh, Playboy Miss November. Just kidding. <laughs>